yes, Lord. We say yes, Lord. We say yes to your fire, Lord. We say yes to your power. Yes to your glory, Lord. Yes, we want you to be manifested in our lives, Lord. Fully, fully put on display in our lives. Let your glory blaze like fire in every area in this region, Lord, in my life. We pray in the name of Jesus, let me be light, let me be salt, let me be an instrument, let me be a tool in your hand for the praise of your glory in the name of Jesus, Lord. We worship you, we bow down, and we give you the glory in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Wow, amazing. God bless you guys. That was great. Woo, so blessed, so blessed. Thank you, Jesus. Powerful, powerful. What a better way to, I mean, to start your day with worship, with prayer. The house of the Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. That's where everything starts. Amen. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, good morning, everybody. Greetings in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for this great honor and privilege to participate in what God is doing with you and to step on this platform to share the gospel. We love your pastors. We, 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 we love what God is doing uh, in their lives, not from yesterday. Amen. For all these years, powerful, powerful. Every place they go, they bring that glory, that revival that spirit of awakening, and we really believe that God has great things yet to come, you know, for Ohio. Amen. Yeah. This, this state, amen, this state for some reasons is a strategic place in the hand of the Lord. And we need to obey, we need to listen. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, because the eyes of the Lord going to and fro all over the world and he's looking for people whose hearts will be obedient and will listen to him and will be ready to uh to respond to respond send me send me yes lord in this generation i love what the bible says and david served the lord the purpose actually david served the purpose of the lord in his generation and then you know he, he, he went to be with his forefathers. And isn't that amazing that the Bible will say something like that, that he served the purpose of the Lord in his generation. How wonderful is that? Th that's what we want to be. That's what we, in this generation, we want to serve the purpose of the Lord. Use us, Lord. Help us and navigate us, Lord. To, to all the things you have planned for us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Oh, I'm, my heart is jumping for joy. This place is awesome. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Well, we have a lot of things to do this morning uh, for, for the kingdom, for, for transformation. Amen. And for an importation. We are not giving you information only. God's word comes in the form of information. 
But that information is of another kind. Ooh, praise God. It is spiritual region. It's not uh, philosophical. It is not just mental. It is with a spiritual region which is called spirit and life. Praise God. And every time we participate into this information which comes from God, it brings transformation and it gives an impartation of life, power, and every intention of God, you know, for your life to be healed, to be blessed, to be strengthened. Oh, with everything your life will need ever, the Lord says uh, in Peter uh, his epistle, he has given us all things pertaining to life and godliness available. And, and I, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful because that's how I was found in Bulgaria, you know, by God in darkness, spiritual darkness and atheism, totally lost. Although I was young, you know, 26 years old, I was dead to, to everything related to the life of God, to the gospel, to salvation, to Jesus Christ. I knew nothing. And there was no, no, no source of information available because of the communists, you know, taking power. And then somehow visiting an old lady's house, you know, helping her, I found a Bible, very old, you know, King James style, uh, kind of a family size, huge, thick Bible beside, uh, 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 you know, the, the, the kitchen table. And I grabbed it, opened it, and I see the title, uh, the Holy Scriptures, the Bible. And, and I go like, wow, did, I've heard about the Bible, never had the opportunity even to see one. And she goes like, oh, listen, I'm too old. She was 82 years old. I'm too old. Uh, my eyes are fading away. So you can have it if you want it, you know. And I go like, oh, really? She said, yes. And I grabbed that book, went back home, started reading from the first page. No one beside me to tell me you should start with the Gospel of John, you know. <laughs> But it worked wonderfully for me. It worked because the first, the, first, uh, the first verse says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And I realized, finally, I found, because, you know, everyone uh, in this world is giving his own opinion and two cents about how we came in existence, you know, and there are so many versions. And I realized I found the real one, the true one, the genuine one, because it, whew, praise God, it made so much sense to me, and I realized I found the person responsible for my existence. And I trusted my life and my attention to this book because I realized that this God who created everything and me and my life personally will teach me how to live and will teach me about the meaning of life, praise God. And then later on, God got gave me access to the underground church in Bulgaria, which was secretly functioning. And I got baptized with the Holy Spirit and gave my life to the Lord. Got converted and became a minister. I quit with my old life and all, all things I was pursuing. And praise God, you know what? If I would be able to do it again, I will do the same thing. No regrets. I'm telling you, <laughs> what can be better? What can be better than the original plan and, and idea of God for us, you know, to, to be part of his nature, partakers of the divine nature? Who can 
If I imagine anything like that, oh, thank you, Lord. And I'm so grateful for this great nation, for, 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 for the United States, because I'm telling you, many people take it for granted being born here. But listen, as a foreigner, every, every source of information which blessed my life and gave me spiritual growth proceeded out of this nation. And, and many revivals, and uh, you know, God has done so many great awakenings and revivals on the soil of this nation. And I'm telling you, there is more to come. Why not? Why not? I know many people are disappointed of the current state of what's going on in the body of Christ. But listen, there is a promise in the Bible. Actually, Paul says, the branches are not holding the root. The root is which is holding the branches. And that brings me courage. That brings me hope that the root is still holding, still has a hold on us. It's not us who are holding the root. It is the root who is holding the branches. And that root is deep and fat and big and still producing fruit for the coming generation in the name of Jesus. On every level, I think, I think there is more to come. Praise God. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Wow. Thank you, Father. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Uh, uh, let me go to the Bible, uh, book, 2 Kings chapter 13. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Second Kings chapter 13. Now listen, uh, one of the greatest prophets in, uh, in the Old Testament, usually uh, people will point to Elijah, and we know how great Elijah was, and we know how much it was prophesied even about him that he will come again, and he will visit the nation of Israel, and uh, Jesus' generation, you know, uh, the, the religious powers, they were asking, are you the prophet? Actually, the prophet promised by Moses and things like that. But listen, don't you think that Elisha is a greater prophet than Elijah? Because as you remember, he asked, he asked of his master that a double portion of what was uh, uh, presiding, what was given to, to Elijah would be uh, granted to him a double portion that's bigger, bigger, way bigger than what Elijah had. And praise God, you know, God gave him, God granted to him that access, that anointing, that mantle, whatever it required, whatever it took, uh, 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 you know, uh, God gave it to, to, to Elisha. And he had almost double every miracle, power, manifestation, whatever. And that's a great desire for this generation for us to have. Don't you think so? Those, those great people like uh, Azusa Street Revival and then uh, all the revival tents, meetings, Oral Roberts, you know, and these great people of God who performed and who did so many mighty acts of uh, God's power and healing and salvation and everything. Yeah, Jesus' movement, you know. They, they swept the nation with, 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 with salvation, you know, among the hippies and the young people. And I'm telling you, why not desiring in these days like a double portion of what our forefathers had? Why not? Why not? Now, let me tell you something interesting. I've never told about that before. But God, God, God showed it to me like last week. Elijah actually had two servants. 
Okay, the former, the, the first servant didn't follow his master uh, wholeheartedly, totally, fully like, like Elisha did. If you remember when Elijah fell in depression and in fear because of the spirit of Jezebel and the demonic powers in the nation trying to uh, intimidate and uh, 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 giving a threat like, uh, I will kill you next day, you know, I will take your head and stuff like that. That was the message Jezebel uh, uh, sent to Elijah. And the Bible says he got afraid and ran away for his life. Wow. And, and then uh, he came to a place, I think it was, um, doesn't matter, you know, the, the, the place of the city. It's not local, so it doesn't make sense to us anyway. <laughs> so the Bible says what, what, what makes sense is he, he left his servant there. And he went on a journey in the desert, and that's where he collapsed. And he said, no more, Lord, I'm done. That, you know, I'm, I'm just, just not better that, than my father's. And, and what, what the Lord showed me is that this servant actually, uh, you know, Elijah, Elijah said, stay here, and left him uh, at that city, and he left alone. And I was like, why in the world this servant left Elijah, his, his master? Why, why separating? You see, I think it was a challenge. It was a test. Okay? And he couldn't, he couldn't realize that he should continue to follow his master. And do you remember? Let me give you an example. Do you remember uh, the story of Ruth? Okay. Ruth said to her uh, mother-in-law uh, because she was compelled exactly in the same way. She said, I can promise there is no hope for you if you come with me. I don't see anything, you know, profitable for you. Remain here and let us separate. And one of the, uh, uh, you know, women, she, she, she actually returned. But the Bible says, but Ruth, Ruth said to her mother-in-law, I will not leave you as long as the Lord lives. I will follow you. Your country, your land, your city will be my country, my land, my city. The place where you die, I will die. And your God will be my God. Do, do, do you see the standard? How different. And imagine Elijah says to, to his servant, okay, it's done. It's over. Uh, I don't know what will follow. So stay here. I, I'm going alone. If I would have been in the place of this servant, I will not leave my master. I would say like, if you die, I will die. If, 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 if you are done, I'm done. There is no life. There is no hope. There is no purpose without you. Why separating? I think it was a test. Okay, think about the second one. Think about the, 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 the next one who is Elisha. Because when Elijah went on the mountaintop and he met with the Lord, now the Lord is restoring Elijah. Praise God. Praise God for the restoration and power unto uh, 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 restoration, you know, which God can uh, always impart into our lives and bring us back. And he goes like, you are not done yet. You know, go back, anoint this person for a king and, and, and anoint Elisha for your successor. 
For your servant, I really believe God was not pleased with the former servant. God was looking for one who will completely, totally follow his master in everything. And his eyes running all around, they saw the heart of Elisha. And he said, I like him. What I see in Elisha is awesome. Go find him, anoint him, and, and uh, establish him as your servant. That, that's very important. So do you remember what happened? El Elijah uh, did whatever was required, and he is about to be what? Raptured, about to be taken, uh, you know, alive. Isn't that amazing, you know, what, what, what they experienced? That's one of the most amazing stories in the Bible. Chariots of fire, horses of another dimension made of fire. You know, that, that, that glorious encounter which overwhelmed uh, the body of Elijah and took him alive, you know, to be in the presence of God in front of the eyes of Elijah. That's totally, you know, just mind-blowing. Praise God. And, and, and before, now, now listen, before that, that to take place, Elijah is provoking Elisha. Are you with me this morning? Okay. Now he's, he's, he's telling me like five places. Can you imagine like five places? Stay here because the Lord sent me to, to that city. Stay in Galgal -Gal because the Lord sent me, uh, let's say, to Jericho. And, and, and Elisha goes like, as the Lord lives, I will not leave you. I will totally follow you. Wow, that's impressive, guys. That's impressive. And then again and again, next place, next place, and next place. And, and like from Galgal to Jericho and, and all these places. And every place uh, he goes like the disciples of Elijah. The, the, you know, they go, the, uh, they go like, uh, do you know that the Lord will take your master uh, today from you and he knows like yeah yeah I know but but keep your mouth shut you know I have a plan for that <laughs> and then finally finally they went to all these places Elisha is not leaving his master he's totally uh, you know lent attached uh, to him and, and finally he goes like stay here because you know uh, uh, the Lord uh, sent me to, to Jordan, to the river Jordan. And that was the last one. But Elisha says, no, I'm coming with you. I'm coming with you. I will follow you till the end. And finally, they, they came to, to the river Jordan. And now something amazing is happening. Elijah, you know, folded his mantle, his his. Uh, 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 you know, mantle, and he, he had the, 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 the waters, and they separated. And do you know what the Bible says? And they crossed on the other side, listen to this, together. Yes. Yes, they, well, I know everyone would like to experience that uh, 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 crossing, supernatural breakthrough, which we are so much expecting in our lives. But are we fully committed to follow? Are, are we fully committed to continue with everything and in everything? 
Yes, that breakthrough, that separation is coming, but they crossed, listen, together. I mean, before you would be able to cross your own river, you must first cross it together with your Savior, with your Lord, and with your Master. Praise God. And they went on the other side, and then Elijah turns to Elisha, and he says, now, now ask of me what you want to be granted to you. He doesn't, you see, you see the, the pattern, you see the challenge. The first city, he doesn't uh, turn to Elisha and say, okay, stay here. Uh, I'm going to the next place. But before we, we separate, ask of me. No, the, the, that, that didn't happen. Wow. So finally, he, he, he's asking Elisha, Ask of me whatever you want to be. And, and Elijah goes with something which actually even challenged uh, Elijah's thinking. He says, wow, man, that, that, that's, that's something difficult. You, you went beyond uh, the mark, you know, like your bar is very high. Wow, only the Lord can grant something like that because the mantle, the anointing, the power which you are craving for and a double portion, actually only the Lord can impart something like that into your life. But if you see me, oh, praise God, come on, folks. If you see me when I am ascending, when I am taken, it will be granted to you. How wonderful is that story? How wonderful is that story? How, how wonderful is this, folks? Come on. You see, you cannot just sit like a couch potato, you know, uh, and, and staring at the entertaining center all day long and just expecting for great, amazing revivals and breakthroughs to ascend and down on you without that precious desire, without that fire to follow the Lord fully, to cross together on the other side and fully follow and seeking a double portion, a greater, a greater result. Results, oh, come on. A greater results in your generation than the former one. Greater results in your generation than the former one takes lives and takes people. Yes, humans, which are we. Doesn't take chairs, you know, lights as good as they are. Takes hearts. Praise God. There must be desire kindled in us for more in this generation. I'm not quitting. I'm not quitting and I'm not satisfied until I see double portion in my generation than the, what they accomplished in the former ones. Why not? I'm talking about increase. Do you know that every seed which is sown in the ground is appointed to bring at least, uh, bring forth at least 30-fold? At least 30-fold. But Jesus didn't stop uh, the 30-fold. He said it might be 60-fold and it might be 100-fold even. And if, if that seed which is Jesus 
planted in our world started producing fruit and giving results, you know, how much more is appointed for this generation? It is not about the branches. It is about the root of Jesse, which is David's, uh, 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 you know, father, which is uh, Jesus, the son of David. It is about the, the vine, and we are the branches, and uh, the vine is holding the branches, and we are appointed to bring forth fruit according to the power of the vine. That's a good reminder. Because let me tell you, the branch, Jesus says, cannot produce fruit by itself. And that's our problem most of the time. We think that, well, I'm appointed, I'm trying, I'm, you know, all, all kind of gimmicks, you know, to, to bring forth fruit. But do you see that the vine, the vine connected to the vine, remain on the vine is which brings forth fruit. Now, this is my point. If it's the vine's intention, the vine's power, the vine's kind intentions, you know, for our generation, we are just channels. We are just tools. We are just instruments. Come on. And we are just the, that, 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 that the, uh, the canals through which that fullness and completeness appointed in the head Jesus, you know, will manifest and will appear on the surface of our lives. I'm so impressed by, by uh, uh, Elisha. I want to be like him. I know more is given to us today than what he had. But still, this is a good, good example, you know, to stir up your life and to kindle the fire for holy passion. Thank you, Jesus. And then you see Elijah suddenly taken. And do you, oh, Jesus. 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 Now, have you ever seen something totally impressive and amazing how it wows you. Amen. Okay, might be a vehicle, might be something, you know, whatever, uh, on the street or like uh, something happening in your life like storm and lightings and you're totally overwhelmed, uh, captured by the moment. And uh, you, you, at that moment, you know, which that uh, powerful impression comes on your uh, 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 perceptions, you're totally overwhelmed with that, that moment might be for, for a short time. And imagine, listen exactly what the Bible says. While, while they were talking, a chariot of fire, which is something of another glorious dimension of God, the reality of heaven, came between them and separated them. And this chariot of fire and horses of fire went between their conversation, you know, in the midst of they facing each other. And, and, and Elijah was caught uh, by the power of God and ascended, you know, uh, taken uh, in the heaven. And now think about that moment. Think about the challenge. Elisha didn't lose the focus of his eyesight and, and attention on Elijah, even when that glorious moment of manifestation separated them and came in the midst of them. If, if I was in his shoes, 
I will totally be wowed and overwhelmed, and I will go live. Never. Wow, wow, look at that. Did you see that? Did you see that? And I will be totally taken away, you know, in my perceptions with that glorious manifestation and reality. But Lisa, he didn't give attention to, to this. You, you just... And he remained focused on the simple image of Elijah. Because of the desire, because of the passion, because of the promise, if you see me, it will be granted to you. And I'm going like, now, wait a minute. Do you know how many wonderful, glorious, powerful things are coming today in front of our face, uh, 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 asking for our attention? Asking of our wow, after uh, which things we 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 go after like this is amazing, man. This is this is awesome. Did you see that? And I go like that that desire, that passion in us for the realization of something greater, of something that will overcome and and uh, uh, overtake every other impression as glorious, as good, as, as from the Lord it is, you know, that we will remain steady in our focus for, for seeing the promise, for seeing what was promised to us, that if you see me, it will be granted. Come on, folks. Jesus promised in the New Testament that if you listen to me, if you obey my words, not the Ten Commandments, okay, no one is able to, to, to uh, we're not against that, but uh, many people are, uh, you know, wrongly deciding that it's the Ten Commandments. No, these are the words of Jesus. These are New Testament platform on which we step on, okay? And, and that's another story. But listen, he, he says, like, if you do this, if you remain in that, if you uh, carry that kind of an attitude, I will manifest myself to you. It will be given to you, whatever you ask. And shall we remain faithful to these promises and to this expectation? Like, I want that reality to be granted to me and manifested in my life. Oh, thank you, Lord. Learn from Elisha, learn from him, because the Bible says when, when Elijah wa was taken, something, something fell back, something, whoo, thank you, Lord, something returned from, but it was, he didn't have even the time to give it, to give it to, 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 to Elisha. It was granted to Elisha from above. God the Father was pleased. God the Father, uh, uh, how you call this, uh, uh, took off, took off the mantle of Elijah from him and gave it, granted it to, to, to Elisha. And in that moment, do you remember what happened? He tore apart his own clothes. Yes, he destroyed them. He destroyed them, actually. You know, you cannot repair that. It was torn apart. 
It means that he had clothed, he had to put on a new mantle. He had to put on new, new clothes. He had to put on a new attitude. Do, do you understand what I'm talking about? The Bible talks through Paul in so many times that we should put off the old man with its cravings, behaviors, uh, uh, cultural uh, prejudice, and everything we are born with, even the humanity as we know it, we should put it off and we should put on the new man who is created and renewed after the image of the one who created it, which is Christ. And then Paul says, but you have put on Christ. Revival results uh, a power manifestation. They have one equation, Jesus. Jesus. He's the head. He's the source. Nothing exists outside of him. You know, he's not. The, the. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Now, let me go further. Elijah uh, is gone. Now, the, the disciples, they saw that and they said, the spirit, Ooh, thank you, Lord. The spirit of Elijah remained on Elisha. You haven't received any other spirit, but the Holy Spirit, which is the spirit of God, which is the spirit of his son, which is actually the same spirit which was in Jesus and with Jesus. That's the same spirit every one of us is appointed to operate and function, function under. Isn't that wonderful? That's why, listen to me, that's why requirements are kind of a, you know, beyond your human ability. And if you try to, to, to serve and to operate in these promises with your human ability, you will fail. Why? Because you forgot that it is written in the Bible, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. What is impossible for you is very much impossible. Nothing is impossible for God. Come on. The things we are called to do, to perform and to accomplish, they will be God's accomplishments, God's results. Every transformation, every victory, every glorious breakthrough in your life is not going to be of your, uh, you know, uh, good Christian background, as good as it is, as precious as it is. It will be a result of the power of God's Spirit who is on you and has remained actually in, on this earth on the day of the Pentecost the spirit of God intervened and entered into our human realm and the kingdom of, 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 of the enemy was totally done away done away no more all the power all the glory everything required you know was given back to humans thank you Jesus thank you Jesus so he wanted what? A double portion. Okay? So 
God is faithful. God is faithful. I'm, I will repeat that. God is faithful. And Elijah prophesied, if you see me, it will be given to you a double portion, which means whatever was on me and operated in my life, you will see at least doubled. Okay? And what we see is interesting because El Elijah, there are many signs and wonders with Elijah, but Elijah had uh, uh, a single resurrection. Do you remember the son of the widow? Talking about Elijah, the son of the widow was resurrected, brought back to life. Okay? Then we see in the life of Elisha that repeated. Okay? At least once. And he was the son of the Shunammite woman who died on the field, uh, got a sunstroke, something brought to his uh, mother and, and died on her knees. So she called for the man of God, Elisha. He came down and he resurrected that boy and gave it back to his mother alive. But when we see something that the Bible says, then uh, this is chapter yeah, 13, that Elisha got sick in his, I don't know how old he was, but he was sick. And actually this sickness wasn't to death and he died. He died, and we see that, uh, like kind of a, that promise of a double portion of, of, of at least, uh, you know, two resurrections had to be manifested in his life, not fulfilled. He died. He's gone. He's even buried in the tomb. And uh, such a long time, uh, such a long time, a period of time passed by that the Bible says uh, uh, his body uh, decomposed and what what was left in the tomb is just bare bones. Are you with me? Bare bones. He is gone. He is no more. But the promise of God, listen to me, stands firm. I want you to get that. Because without what we see with our eyes and perceptions on the surface of this country... It's gone. It's, it's bare bones. There is no hope. There is no, no, no even the slightest sign of restoration or things like that. Listen to me. Don't look at the bones of Elisha. Look at the promise of God. Look at the promise. There are still prophets prophesying. Good ones, I mean. Real, genuine ones. There are still prophets prophesying. And if God... If they don't give up because God is giving us these holy impressions, why shall we? Do you remember what happened with Jehoshaphat? Uh, now, I will take a short, uh, you know, uh, uh, curve. But, but listen, Jehoshaphat, the whole nation is surrounded. Enemies beyond number are coming to attack Israel. And, the, and he goes like, there is no power. He prays to the Lord. There is no power an ability in us to withstand, to fight with them. What shall we do? And then they, they get at that huge congregation, you know, and they're praying to the, to, to the Lord, and suddenly this is totally mental, you know, suddenly one person, one single person arises and gives a prophetic word. Listen to me, O Judah. You don't have to fight in this fight. Tomorrow, just 
gather yourself and go and meet them. The Lord shall fight for you. You don't have to fight in this battle. And you know what the Bible says? Come on. One crazy, I would say, person prophesies something which like, oh, really? You know, no, the, the Bible says they go like, amen. Sounds great. And they bow down and worship on their faces. Next day, they follow the protocol. They get it together. They go to meet a little band of people, you know, worshiping and, you know, kind of like those junkies of manifesting, you know, joy and all kind of things. has nothing to do with war and weapons. <laughs> and my, my dilemma, you see, my dilemma is like, how can they trust one man just like that? Imagine he is a little off at that moment, you know. <laughs> what will happen with us? I need some sound mind and responsibility. But when you read the Bible, the Bible is giving us his name. And the Bible is giving us his background. And you know what? He is a fifth generation son of Asaph. Do you know who Asaph is? Asaph ministered during the time of David in the David's tabernacle. One of uh, the greatest prophets in the Old Testament in the book of Psalms. We have many Psalms which are uh, written from him. He was a man of divine inspiration and prophetic words would utter prophetic, uh, 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 you know, messages and stuff like that. And then this guy continues in the, uh, uh, in the tradition of his forefathers, and he is a prophet, and they trusted him because they know his origin. They know that he is from the right tribe, from the right clan, and he's trustworthy. <laughs> and they said, if this guy is telling us that it has to be the Lord, we, no matter how crazy it sounds, we will obey. And they listened. And in that day, the Lord did something extraordinary. The, uh, the, the army which killed the enemies was the very enemies. They turned against each other and they killed themselves. They totally destroyed themselves. Amen. That power of destruction which was appointed to Judah actually turned against them. And God is still working in that way. Every power of the enemy to steal, to kill, to destroy, when you believe Jesus, when you trust God, the Lord turns and brings that destruction and pain over his head. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank. So, so listen, the promise of God shall stand. And we, we still have these great and awesome promises. And, and this is the good part. Okay, listen what the Bible says. Uh, then, then Elisha died, and they buried him. And the raiding bands from Moab, these thieves, you know, vagabonds, invaded the land in the spring of the year. So it was as they were burying a man that suddenly they spied a band of raiders. And they put the man in the tomb. It happened to be the tomb of Elisha. And when... <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> and when the man was laid down and touched the bones of Elisha, 
he revived and stood on his feet. There is no, there is no life without touching, connecting, uniting. But this is the thing. Was it promised to Elisha that he will have a double portion? Yeah. So he had, while he was alive, he had only one. And maybe he died disappointed. But you know, but the Lord was still in control. The Lord was still in control. And the promise was standing firm. Okay? Human ability and power may fail, but the promise of God will never in our weakness is where his power is more, more, uh, uh, you know, more greatly manifested in our lives. And this is the amazing thing that actually Elisha had a double portion. In, in that part of the, with the resurrection, God granted to him. And this is, this is the problem today. You know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, just thinking, okay, uh, he had an anointing, he had power, he had a promise, but these are just, give me a break, these are just dead bones. Come on, man. Dead bones, you, you know what I'm talking about? And then the Bible says, when this, another dead person, both sides, we see, you don't listen to the preacher, but I'll go there. Okay. You see, both sides, what we have is dead death. So a dead person is touching a dead bones. Do you expect anything to, to <laughs> This is our book actually. The book we are reading. It's it's uh, supernatural. It is beyond human expectation and explanation. Dead bones, uh, I mean dead person touching dead bones, then what we see Life abundant as a result springing out in such a manner that the dead man stood up on his feet and he, he, he was, uh, you know, totally brought back to life. And I'm thinking now, now wait a minute. Today, are you with me? Today we are not serving a dead God. We are serving the resurrected one for whom the Bible says lives forever by the power of indestructible life. Okay. So at least we got one part of the story alive. You see, in the Old Testament, both parts were dead. Only the promise of God was alive and it worked. Okay. Today, you have first. You have the one who is called the head of the body from whom the whole body is supplied and sustained with everything required for life and godliness. He lives by the power of indestructible life forever and ever. He is a life like no human ever has been because he is, listen to me, he is called the firstborn of the dead. The first human who was restored, not just uh, bodily, physical life, but got reunited with the Father. 
That's our resurrection. It's not just a physical one. You already got the spiritual resurrection, which is being united with the Father, who is united with God, is one spirit with Him, okay? And you have this eternal life flowing through in your, in your spirit and you're united with the Father. You're co-resurrected with Christ. That's so awesome. And But you see, it's not only Christ who is alive, but you've been resurrected together, Paul says, with him. So now our picture is so much different and so much more glorious because uh, we don't, even one part was alive, that would be sufficient, don't you think so? But now both parties are alive and functioning and interactioning together, you know, and, and pouring the same spirit into who is in us, is in Jesus, and interacting in our lives, and we are connected with him. How much more shall we expect to be manifested in our lives because of this great promise of God that he will give us everything, everything which is in the face of his glory. Oh, my gosh. That's a good story, don't you think so? What a good reminder. Do, do you feel like you, you, you're getting equipped? Do you feel like you, you're boosted, like going on steroids, you know, in the good way? Whoa! Hey! Nothing, nothing was able to prevent the promise of God in the old. Elisha is dead. Bones remains. Dead person thrown. Touching it. Boom. Now is the right time. Oh, I, 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 oh, thank you, Lord, for reminding me. Now, listen. Listen what the Bible says. Listen what the Bible says. Yeah, God's timing. I will finish with that. Oh, and the raiding bands from Moab invaded the land in the spring of the ear. It was what time? Springtime. Spring Do you like springtime? Very biblical. Song of songs, you know, talks a lot of that, the, the springtime. And, but let me remind you about wh why this season is so specific. Jesus died on the uh, uh, 14th of Nisan, which is the Passover meal, which takes time like a breakthrough for the springtime, for, for the spring season. And he was resurrected three days later, which was again the manifestation of new life springing out, you know, from, from the sphere of death and destruction and spiritual darkness and things like that. It was a springtime in the garden in which Jesus rose victoriously from the death. And this story somehow, because all the scriptures, they point to Jesus, this story is a good reminder that no matter what the enemy is attacking and has intention to steal, to kill, to destroy, at the springtime, there will be, the, you know, the story will be turned upside down. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus rose from the dead, and that springtime is still in power. That, that springtime is still is breaking forth into our spiritual winters and whatever, you know, seasons of darkness and, and troubles and stuff like that. Oh, praise God, there is a breakthrough in His resurrection. And you see, 
We are alive with Him. Praise God. He is alive. We are alive. I'm telling you, this power operating in us, which can bring us beyond these limitations of whatever we are facing because of the promise. How much more shall we accomplish, you know, manifesting his, his glory, His power, His greatness? Dead bones manifested life. How much more He who, so, uh, uh, Paul says in, in Galatians, then the one who supplies the Spirit and does amazing signs, wonders, and great miracles and powerful acts among you, does it uh, uh, accomplish that on, on, on the platform of the law, obeying the law, or on the platform of the listening of the faith or obeying the faith. And you see what Paul says? He supplies the Spirit and he does amazing. He does signs, wonders, and miracles and mighty acts among you. How he does it? By supplying the Spirit. How much more for us? How much more? Oh, thank you, Lord. I want to prophesy something. You know, I was, uh, we, we had a dinner last night with the beloved pastors. And uh, I'm sitting on the table and the Lord goes like, uh, redigging the wells. Isaac redigging the wells of his father. And I go like, yeah, 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 amen, amen. Good scripture, good point, yeah. And, and he repeats, no, no, I mean, tell him, tell him that story. Tell, tell, tell him this uh, redigging, Isaac redigging the wells of his father and naming them with the same names. And I go like, oh, okay, Lord. Okay, I know that scripture. I preach on that. And then suddenly he goes like, okay, go read the history of a Akron, Ohio. Akron, Ohio. Read, read the, the hist history background. Okay, uh, okay. so we, we, we left the dinner, went back in the hotel, you know. And first thing I did, of course, uh, went to uh, Google it and, and read the history of Akron. And it's amazing, actually, what... what uh, um, it says, uh, Akron was created, you know, as a canal city. Canal city. Okay, there was a canal functioning. There was a traffic going on. There was a trade and a lot of things through these canals. Uh, you know, uh, that, that, that's how... They came and they built these canals to uh, Lake Erie and uh, River, uh, Ohio River maybe. Yeah, so that, that was the purpose. That, 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 that's how this uh, city actually settlement was established, you know, because of the... the and, and I go like, oh, okay, Isaac redigging the history, the well, the background of his father and naming it with the same names. I mean, do you, do, do you understand that God wants to use the church? God wants to use the body of Christ to, to restore this canal in a spiritual way, you know, for traffic, for trading, for heavenly activities going on in this region, in this state. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, God is reestablishing something. If, if once it was powerful, it once was true and genuine, we... We are appointed to name it with the same name. We are not changing the names of our sources and wells. 
How wonderful is that? I want to prophesy, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, we give up our lives, expectations, faith, excitement, and activities. We are involved. We are giving everything to you. Let my life be a canal or a channel. Let my life be used as a pipe of supply for this generation, for the power of the Holy Spirit and resurrection life, signs, wonders, and miracles because of the one who supplies the Spirit, not because of my own power. And let again the heavenly traffic start trading with this land, with this state. Let there be mighty heavenly activities released. Oh, I'm prophesying. Jesus said, Jesus said, Jesus said to Nathaniel, because I told you, I saw you under the fig tree. Now you believe. Listen, greater things you will see. Greater things you shall expect because from now on you will see heaven open and angels ascending and descending. The traffic has been restored back to the nation of Israel when Jesus' ministry started. God opened the same old well and it started functioning again. Angels ascending and descending. The heavenly traffic bringing blessings and glory down on earth. I'm prophesying in the name of Jesus for our generation for this time, for such a time like this, that we would crave for a double portion for increase and that we will dig out the wells of our forefathers. The, the Bible says the enemy hated Isaac and stuck his wells, the wells of his father with what? Do you remember? Stones and dirt. Stones and dirt, that's not good. That, nobody needs stones and dirt. You know, we have plenty of that. We need what? Living waters. Living waters. But the Bible says, but Isaac redug the wells of his father. He took it out. He took it out, you know, and, and throw it away until he reached the bottom of this still functioning, still there, just, just locked, just, just stuck for the moment, you know, but still functioning underneath. There is still power, there is still promise, there is still anointing. This is our time. This is not the enemy's time. Don't believe the lies of the devil. He cannot take over the heavenly parliament, which is the church of God, because Jesus said, all power, all power and authority is given unto me. That's the Lord you serve. That's the Lord you walk with. That's the Lord you believe. We're taking out of our lives first, these stones and dirt, until we reach the living waters and we naming them with righteousness. We naming them the, the, the way our Father named them in our book, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We bless you in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, many 
godly people and many prophets of this nation, they believe that God has a great purpose for this state. And, and there is something specific, there is something special. I'm not flattering, I'm prophesying the word of God that there is something, there is a purpose called the purpose of God for this state. Are you going to partake? Oh, we will be like the first servant. No, we will not. We will follow our master no matter what. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Okay. Yeah, just want to remind you. Thank you, folks. All glory to God. We have some books uh, and uh, flash drives uh, with five teachings on every flash drive. And is there, is there a pregnant uh, female person? Yeah, I, I had to clarify that because now, nowadays, nowadays, you know, so a pregnant female person. This for you. Listen. Thank you, Lord. We are so blessed at seeing you guys. You are an amazing crowd of God's people. It's so easy to serve here. So I want to lay hands if you want an impartation of... Uh, uh, holy fire, fresh fire, as we sung, you know, comfort, you invited.